0: Welcome to Child-Free Chats, a show where we chat about all things child-free. The good, the bad, and the thank God I don't have kids. This show is dedicated to those who have chosen a child-free life, and some topics may be sensitive for those who are on the fence or who are childless not by choice. This show is not suitable for children. Hey guys, welcome back to Child Free Chats. I am your host, Tiara, and this episode we are going to talk about the things that we are tired of hearing. Today I have two really special co-hosts, they are named Taco and Bacon, and they are currently snoring right next to me. So if you hear a little side noise, it's one of them. (laughs) So yes, I wanted to do a show about a few of the popular responses that we get when we tell people that we have chosen to be child-free. If we could have a dollar for every time someone tried to convince us that we should have kids, it would probably help fund our next vacation. But it's always the same thing, right? Same questions, same arguments, same reasoning. It's as if they've just discovered the magic word that will suddenly make you change your fertility stance. And what they don't realize is how tiring it gets to hear these things over and over and over again. It's like telling a vegan that maybe if they just tried meat, they might like it. I'm sure you probably have heard a ton of stuff, but I just want to vent about my favorites, if you can call it that. Okay, here we go in no particular order. You'll never know true love without having your own children. Okay, first of all, there are plenty, countless women out there who have birthed children and have given them up or raised their children who they never showed love or felt love toward. And those children grew up without a mother's love. So no, I I don't accept this logic. Do I believe that the love a mother feels towards her own children is unique? Absolutely. I would never even question or doubt that. We've all seen it, even if we haven't experienced it. But do I believe that all loves are unique? Also, yes. Someone who never has pets will never understand the love that I have for my dogs. But they don't care. They don't want pets. So why is that of any concern to me? I'm not out there screaming that every person should go adopt a dog. Or someone who never has had a long-term relationship, and I mean like lifelong happy bachelors or bachelorettes or monks and nuns people like that they'll never know the love that you develop and grow with a partner i don't think that means every person needs to run out and get married in order to be happy but it's a type or a version of true love that those people won't experience these people are perfectly capable of living fulfilling lives with other kinds of love Or an only child will never feel the love of a sibling. An orphan will never know the love from birth parents. I mean, the list could go on and on. In 30 years, am I going to have to listen to someone tell me I'll never know the love of being a grandparent? Listen, love is an experience of life. Some people enjoy multiple types of loves, while others get to experience very few. I'm grateful for all of the different loves I will have in my lifetime. To shame someone for not needing a particular kind of love in their life is ridiculous. And to insinuate that one love is better or more superior, that it's the pinnacle of love that all other loves can't compare to, well, honestly, it's just stupid. Next. You will or you might change your mind. I think this is one of the most common things that I've heard people say, including my GP one time, like seriously. You might change your mind? Sounds so patronizing to me. Like someone patting your head and saying, there, there, it's okay, you'll get better. You might change your mind. Like I'm upset about the decision or something. Telling someone that they will change their mind is almost worse. It's pretty much code for you're making the wrong choice and you'll realize it one day. Like, what are you, a psychic? As with any personal life decision, doubting or shutting down a person's feelings and choices is so, so rude, not to mention completely counterproductive. The decision not to have kids comes very easily for some people, but for others, it's not that easy. What neither version needs is doubt. Everyone makes choices throughout their life, and sometimes they wonder what would have happened if they went the other way. This may or may not happen as it relates to children, but this comment only aims to place a seed of doubt. And for what purpose? What if every child-free person said to a pregnant woman, you'll change your mind, or you might regret it. It would be a crazy thing to say, but it would also be equally as possible. When it comes to a decision this big, what we don't need is someone disrespecting our ability to make choices and trust ourselves to make the correct one. Even if it does happen, because I'm not completely out of touch and I know that plenty of people do change their minds. But even if they do, what is the purpose of saying this to someone so they can later say I told you so? I might also change my mind on what I want for dinner tonight, but if I'm saying I want pancakes, I'm an adult. Leave me alone and let me believe that pancakes are the best choice. And if you're out there questioning why anyone would have pancakes for dinner, mm, we don't know you. You can't sit with us. All right, moving on but you would be such a good mom all this statement says to me is that the person was not listening nor do they care about whatever you just said desire and capability are two completely different things i could very easily birth a child and keep it alive maybe so technically i'd be good at the job but i don't want this job By insisting that someone would be a good parent, it's just reinforcing society's requirement for childbearing, and it places everyone in an awkward position, both with the person who said it, and honestly within ourselves if we're already struggling with this decision. There's more to it than even ability. The reality is, I don't actually know if I would be a good mom. No one knows if someone will be a good parent, until they have to be a parent. We've all had friends or acquaintances who, before they became parents, were not the type of people we'd envision with children. Then a few years and a few kids down the line, they may turn out to be amazing parents. On the other hand, someone can be a great human. They might be kind, smart, successful, caring, empathetic, mother freaking Teresa, but an awful actual parent, the kind of person you might think should not have had kids in the first place. What I'm saying is this statement is potentially false and potentially hurtful. We probably get this all the time anyway, so after the 17th time, it's a little old as an argument. Come up with something new. Blah blah blah. I'd be a good mom, still don't want to be, leave me alone. That would be a deal breaker for me. There are two very important words in this type of negative reproach. For me. What is best or important or necessary or ideal for one person is not the same as it is for another. Yes, there are going to be people out there who feel like their life will not be complete without having children. But there's a very simple solution for this. Don't marry or otherwise get involved romantically with a person who does not share this goal and move on with your life. To insinuate to a woman that a man will not want her if she doesn't want or can't have children is actually quite demeaning. It reinforces that women are only good for one thing, and that a man's choice holds more weight than a woman's. Even if you reverse it, and it's the man who doesn't want kids, it still reinforces that women only live to have children, and that's how every woman will feel. He could very easily find a partner who shares his views on children. And at the end of the day, unless they're trying to marry you, you shouldn't be interested in their deal breakers. What are you going to do with all your time? Whatever the hell I want. For many women and men who choose not to have children, one of the reasons is because they want to spend their time doing the things that they want to do, not minding children for 18 years or more. Contrary to parenthood belief, not having children does not equate to boredom. Personally, I feel like it's just freedom. Nearly everyone makes bucket lists or wishes they could travel or sleep in on a Saturday or pick up a hobby or two or do absolutely anything spur of the moment. But unfortunately, many people with children spend most of their time tending to the kids' needs and the other part of their time wishing they could be doing what child-free people are doing. Someone who doesn't have children has the opportunity to take advantage of living every minute of their life to the fullest. And it's okay if that doesn't mean including children into it. That was not my dog, by the way. You would have such cute babies. I say this a lot, but I'm going to say it one more time for the people in the back. Children are not science experiments. In all honesty, I actually used to have this thought. What would a little me and Nathan look like? But as sense and reason crept in, we accepted that there is so much more to having a child than just finding out what or who it looks like. This is a human life we're talking about, and including curiosity for physical attributes into your reasoning for having them is incredibly twisted. It should be a benefit, something that comes along with parenthood, not a reason or an argument for it. With all of the arguments for having children, I find this reason to literally be the most selfish thing I have ever heard. Imagine being so vain. And let's all keep in mind that a beautiful child is not a guarantee. Birth defects, genetic predispositions, flukes and mutations of nature, and, dare I say it, generally just ugly children, are all a very real possibility. Not to mention that not all of us find babies cute. Some are, sure, I can admit that, but mostly, no, I don't find them cute. Parents find their own babies cute, and that's the only thing that I can think of that makes them think that we care about that. I'll move on from this one because (laughs) Don't you want to extend your family or make sure your family line continues? Okay, so I just checked and it turns out that it's not 945 AD and I'm not a monarch. In lots of cultures, it's no longer a responsibility to carry on your lineage and the world has plenty of humans in it. Further... There's no absolute definition of what constitutes a family. So if someone decides not to have children, we are no less part of a family that others don't know about or consider. I have an amazing husband, two puppies, great friends, and I volunteer. I feel as though my family is perfect and exactly how I want it to be. For many of us, extending a family, keeping a family name going or adding to the world population are not on the list of goals that we have when we think of our life. If you come from a broken family, or a very small family, or if you don't have strong family ties, you might not feel this need to keep that lineage going. I do get that you could come from a family or background where this is still important, and I can't imagine how tough that would be. These types of questions could come from someone you are very close to, or someone you respect deeply. I can't tell you what to say, but just know that not all people want to carry the burden and responsibility. So you're not alone if this argument is frustrating for you. Who will take care of you when you're old? (laughs) This question is naive for so many reasons. It just doesn't consider life and how life works. First of all, Not every senior in an old folks' home or retired living is child-free or childless. Lots of those people have their own children. It's like people have never considered the many reasons why children won't or can't take care of their parents. Example, children who aren't around because they live far away, which is the case with myself and my mother. At the moment, we live on two different continents. It is physically impossible for me to be there to take care of her when she is old. And my mom is the first person to say, throw me in a home, let them take care of me. So what should we as the kids do? Never live our own lives so that we're ready when the time comes to spoon feed our parents? What kind of life is that? Basically, they're having children just to be able to take care of them. That's a little sick. On top of that, just because someone has a child doesn't mean that child will outlive their parent. It's... Sad, kind of morbid, but it's true. People die way too young all the time. What happens to their parents? Who takes care of them? And speaking of dying too soon, this question assumes that I will live to be old. Obviously, I hope to, but why should we have a child so that it can take care of us? If there's a possibility, we won't even get there. I'll have done all that work for nothing, right? Child didn't even get to fulfill its true destiny, sponge bathing me. Some of those old people in nursing homes have kids who don't speak to them. What happens if I become estranged from my child? Who will take care of me then? And let's not forget the saddest of them all, the poor old people whose children are alive and well. They live a short drive away, yet they still don't come visit. They don't do anything to take care of their parents, all but forgotten after nearly a lifetime of raising a human for the sole purpose of taking care of them when they're old. So, yeah. His argument has many holes. Save up your money and pay someone else's child to take care of you when you're old. And last, but certainly not least, you could always adopt. Have you ever had someone suggest to you that you should adopt after stating that you weren't planning to have children at all? It's assuming that when we say we don't want kids, that we don't mean it and somehow someone else's child is different or that we even want to adopt. I know a couple of people who want their own children, but if it's not possible, they don't consider adoption to be an option. It also weirdly makes it seem like if I adopt, that will be an acceptable answer for them. Like, okay, cool, that's fine that you don't want kids, but you should do something else to make up for it so the people around you feel more comfortable. And don't get me wrong, I think adoption is amazing, but we can't assume that every person who doesn't want or can't have children will just automatically think that adoption is the next best route for them. It's not possible for all people, and personally, my reason for not wanting children, of which there are many, include a lot of little things that I don't like about children. Those will be present regardless of who birthed it. If someone says this to you, just walk away. All right. So there are obviously quite a few other persuasion tactics that can be included on the bingo card here, but I just wanted to talk to you about some of the big ones in case you've been hearing any of these a lot lately and they're bothering you. Or if you're like me and just want to be sure that you're not the only one whose eyes roll like all the way to the back of their head when they hear stuff like this. People will probably never stop saying these types of things, whether it's family, friends, co-workers, your freaking GP, or any other entitled potato walking down the wine aisle. Do what you have to do for yourself in these situations, even if that means just envisioning pouring the entire bottle of red wine over their head. Like I've said before, you don't owe anyone an answer to these questions, but it also can't hurt to have the conversation. Someday, someone will listen. And if you know someone who asks these kinds of questions, direct them to this episode. Some people might just need to hear how stupid they sound. If that's you, hey, welcome to my show. You have arrived here because you are a potato. For everyone else, if all else fails, just tell them that they're starting to sound eerily similar to Donald Trump. Well, that's it for this show. Don't forget to like, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe girl what don't forget to like subscribe follow do all the things that show that you appreciate and love what we're talking about here tell me what you love tell me what you hated even if you don't think i want to hear it you know criticism makes perfect (gasps) (laughs) i'm kidding thanks for coming back come back for the next one and i will see you guys then all right bye